All right, all right, everybody. If we'll go ahead and gravitate back towards our seats, we'll get ready today. As I mentioned earlier, getting ready to introduce, uh, he's not really a guest. I don't know why I always say guest. He's a uh, longtime uh, son of this house, just, uh, part, uh, just a seed sown at the right time years ago and continuing to, to just show up at the right time to sow the seed into our church. Uh, as we prepare our entering into uh, Thanksgiving and then entering into Christmas, Tim is just coming in. He's beginning his Christmas tour that really officially kicks off next weekend, um, but we, uh, we, he was able to be around in our area today, and so um, he's, he's going to kick off a prelude into our Christmas time and, uh, and, and ministry. Uh, here's what I want to tell you. Let's not just sit and listen. But let's be engaged because I believe God has deposited some great things in his spirit that he's going to release into our hearts. Who has faith today to receive from what God has for us? His word. Amen. There's a fresh word from heaven that's going to flow and come into our lives today. Be an encouragement and be hope into our midst. So let's give a very warm New Life Church welcome to Tim Gidley. Amen. Anybody in here love Jesus? Amen. Well, this is a song that was actually written for me by Donnie McGuire, Reba Rambo, daughter of Dottie Rambo, called Jesus Save Me. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm lost in an ocean of sin. I kept going under again. I was drowning. Drowning in fear and regret But he wasn't through with me yet Amen He was the lighthouse He was the boat He was the captain Who rescued my soul Jesus Yes he did but I could not save myself. He just never let go. He never lets go. But Jesus saved me. He loved me like nobody else. He just wouldn't say no. No, I could earn it. I sure don't deserve it. His grace too amazing to tell. Oh, Jesus saved me when I could not save for myself. Amen. Is anybody saved in here? Gotta take the flamaldehyde out. Somebody needs a smile. Now if. I could have shown you my heart. I can tell you, it used to be so twisted and dark. Oh, but now his lovely mercy remains where there was nothing but shame. Yeah. He was the power. Was the light as he resurrected this dead man? Jesus saved me when I could not save myself. He just 
come to infill, to fill me up, forgiving me of my sins. It's a good day to be thankful. Amen. Oh, Jesus, save me when I could not save myself. I could not save myself. Oh, Jesus, I could not. Yesterday, we were watching a little bit of college football, and, and, uh, which is a good thing to do, and having some fun, and I saw a guy actually start rolling around in the mud with his little Wisconsin hat on and rolling around in the mud, and he was, woo, and all this kind of stuff, and I'm sitting there going, you look stupid, and it's kind of stirred me up that people can roll around in the mud about football and think it's cool, and matter of fact, they're like, hey, put me on national te- television while I roll around football. But when it comes to church sometimes, and it comes to Jesus, we're just like, well, that's not my personality to raise my hands and to show any kind of emotion. I'm sorry, but the Bible says that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So i got to praise today. Amen? I'm going to praise him today. Somebody raise your hand. Praise the Lord today for what he has done for you. Hasn't he been faithful? This is another song called Why Don't We Sit and Talk. One of my favorite things to do is, again, when we're watching college football, we get together and we talk about Jesus while we watch football sometimes. Isn't it good to get together and talk about Jesus, watch your faith get built? I love this song. It's very fun. Help me clap today. Why don't we sit? Why don't we talk? Why don't we talk? About the goodness of the Lord. Why don't we sit? Why don't we talk? About the goodness of the Lord. Cause it's the goodness of the Lord that picked us up when we were down. It's the goodness of the Lord that came and turned it all around. Why don't we sit? Why don't we talk? About the goodness of the Lord. 
someone to talk about wrath and judgment, someone to sing about gloom and doom. But when we talk about how much He really loves us, our souls can help rejoicing. We sing a different tune. Why don't we sing? Why don't we talk about the goodness of our Lord? Why don't we sing? Why don't we talk about the goodness of the Lord? Cause it's the goodness of the Lord that picked us up when we were down. The goodness of the Lord that came and turned it all around. Why don't we sit? Why don't we talk about the goodness of the Someone to preach about a fire and brimstone, but I seldom hear about redeeming blood. Someone to tell you that God is just out to get you, but God's already got you in the bosom of his love. Why don't we sing? Why don't we talk about the goodness of the Line in That's Bill Gaither. Bill Gaither came in the studio and did that for us. I was like, thank you, Bill. Isn't it good to talk about the goodness of the Lord? Well, I had to give you a couple songs. Those are off the new CD. It's going to come out in later January, early February. Jesus saved me, and why don't we sit and talk? And a lot of bunch of good stuff on there. But that's just stuff that nobody else has sung because it's all original to me. They wrote it for me. So I'm thankful that God is really good. Well, you know, I came here to do a little bit of Christmas and share, so let's start off with whatever you got, brother. What's the first one we're doing on the Christmas list? You're a sound guy. You're supposed to know. Whatever the next. It's the most wonderful time. Everybody stand up. 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. And you got to kind of sway a little bit. With those kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Smiling helps too. It's the half happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings, when friends come to call, it's the half happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be Holy Ghost stories and the tales of the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I like this. There'll be much mistletoeing and our hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Now, everybody from this side and this side merge together. Go hug somebody. Tell them Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving. Don't be afraid. They're just people. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and our hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hey, brother. Go down to that song that says, Santa Claus is coming to town. There we go. This is my favorite. You can be seated if you want. But you can do this. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. I got proof. He's making a list, checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Anybody else excited? Now, I know it seems a little creepy to think that somebody could see you while you're sleeping. And they're keeping every one of your sins written against you, depending upon you getting a gift or not. That's the reason why I do love Santa. 
but I love Jesus a whole lot more because he shed his blood, erased all my sins, and gives me the gift of life in the Holy Ghost. Amen? He's good. Oh, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not about. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is a coming to town. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pop. I'm telling you why. Cause Santa Claus is a coming. I hear the big fat man in the long white beard. He's coming to return. I love that song. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Play that next one, Wonderful Child. Anybody love Jesus in here? Amen. Amen. Here we go. Help me out. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful child, my Lord. Jesus. Jesus, so lonely, a meager mile. New life, new hope, new joy he brings. So won't you listen to the angels sing. Glory, glory, glory to the new, the born king. I say, Jesus, oh Jesus, oh what a wonderful child, my Lord. Jesus, the name of Jesus, so lonely, a meager mind, a new life, a new hope, new joy he brings, won't you listen to the angels sing, glory, glory, glory to the new born king, while shepherds kept their watching, the silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens, the shone well a holy light. Go tell it on the mountains, over those hills, and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ, He's born. Go tell him he's born. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold, oh, like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark of the doubt away. The giver of all the immortal gladness, fill us with the light of the day. Oh, all thy works 
center of unbroken praise. Field and forest, vale and mountain, flowery meadow, flashing sea, singing bird and those flowing fountains. They call us to rejoice in a that's what I do. Jesus, I rejoice in Jesus, we rejoice, rejoice in Amen. I had the privilege uh, last year of um, traveling to the land of Israel, and um, you know it's really amazing when you go into Bethlehem. You expect Israel is such a modern country, power-packed country. I mean, it's one of the leading in everything uh, in the area of technology and things like that. Um, Mark Cuban, Trump, Gates, everybody. Uh, that, that has a, uh, has invested a lot of money into Israel. And it's really fun to see the blessing because that's exactly what the Bible says. The descendants of Abraham are blessed. Very, very blessed. And it was great to be able to go into Bethlehem and then you see the fields. The very fields that the shepherds were in. And you know the crazy thing about it? They still got sheep. They still got shepherds. They're just like dressed the same way as they did all the way back then, walking around, and I was just like, wow. It was really amazing to be able to see all that and to be able to see that he is the great shepherd. He's not a little shepherd. He's a great shepherd. Even though he has the 99, he would leave and go get the one and bring him back. I'm thankful because I was that one that strayed, and the Lord went and found me and brought me back and gave me life and blessing, and he's been so good. And we're going back in March, talking to Pastor Jeremy. Next time... Uh, we go to Israel's distance in March, but next time we plan something, I uh, want to try to get Jeremy and, and Haley over there with us. I think that would be pretty awesome for you guys to be able to have the pastors be able to go and, and see. It's amazing when you get on the Sea of Galilee and you're swinging back and forth and you start singing, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. And then you go, Hey, what happened over there? That's where the pigs ran down the hill and went into the ocean. Because the pigs were had all the demons, and pigs sometimes are smarter than people, so they would rather die than live with demons. It's the first case of deviled ham. That was good. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> deviled ham. There's so much, so many beautiful things over there, and to be able to think about going into the church of the nativity was life-changing for me. Going in and being able to see, and they know. I mean, this is the this is the spot. This whole area right here, going down into that cave, and you see that Jesus came and died for us. It's just such an incredible thing that He gave up glory to be able to come here, and He became poor so that we might become rich. He gave up His life so that I could have life and that more abundantly. That's what Christmas is for me. I have fun with all the all the songs, jingle bells, and Santa Claus coming to town. I grew up with all that stuff, and it's fun. But uh, man, it's nice to know the real meaning of the whole thing, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Isn't he good? Isn't he good? You know what? I want to share something with you. I'm going to sing a little more, but just Pastor Jeremy came over to me and says, hey, man, if you've if you got something on you you want to minister, then go ahead and do it. 
and this really, I had some things that just really kind of hit me. You guys have a, have Bibles? Do you bring Bibles here to this church? I figure with the with the uh, name of the church going to New Life, you know where we get life right here, the Word. Amen, amen. Say, th- say this. Say this is the Word. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. This word is life. It is bread. And it is power to all my flesh. In Jesus' name. Real quick, I've got some scripture I just want to share with you, and then I'm going to sing a song, and then then we'll we'll, uh, see what happens right there, because this is a great faith day for me. Dallas Cowboys play the Eagles today, and um, we're declaring, believing God. My faith took Ezekiel as far as it could, but believing God for that suspension to be lifted, for Goodell to find God, find the Holy Ghost. You just want to persecute the brother, but blessed are the persecuted, because in 2018, they kicked some royal butt. Guys, let's have a little fun here today. Anyway, it's a big faith day for me. Listen, Colossians 1.27, I just said this. To whom God, and I'm going someplace, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you have Jesus, you've got just about everything you need. Amen? Go over to John you may want to write some of these down because I'm going to go fast. The first John, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, it's third John. John wrote a lot. And I threw all this together just quickly. Um, there it is. Third John uh, 1, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers now there's a couple things right here that's really powerful for us in the church today that it says behold i wish above all things it's the apostle of love this is john the one laid his head on his breast he was close to jesus he loved him jesus loved him he loved jesus he said i wish above all things that you might be broke and barely able to take care of anything no he said that you would prosper and be in health how many people would like to be in pro- would anybody over here want to prosper Okay, two of you. How many over here want to be sick? Okay, you don't have to be sick anymore because he said that you might be in health and prosper. I heard a story about this. This scripture just made me laugh. Anybody remember Oral Roberts? Oral Roberts, before he was really got into the healing side of what God had called him to do, he said, before I could get into healing, I had to figure out what was the other side, which was that God wanted to provide all of my needs. And he said, we were going down the road, and Evelyn, his wife, screamed, said, Oral, stop the car. Because they were in the midst of some real battles and some real trials in the early side of their ministry. And, and he said, what? And I mean, he came to a screeching halt. She took the Bible, they got out of the car, and she slammed the Bible on top of the hood. And she goes, read 3 John 2. And he goes, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. And what? Even as your soul pro- I had no idea that was in there. So he said, really, that was the beginning of them being able to start standing on the word. Because if you don't know what's in the word, you can't believe anything for yourself and receive what is yours. Amen? 
so that you would prosper and be in health. There's a lot that I could do there, but I want to show you one of the keys. Go over to Proverbs real quick. Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6, verse 2. I'm just going to start. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words, or basically taken means trapped. You're trapped with the words of your mouth. Have you ever been around people that you know they love Jesus, but when they talk, they don't talk Jesus? You know that in here they love the Lord, but out of here, it's everything is complaining. And, and they're not somebody, like when they come into a room, they suck all the light out. You ever been around somebody like that? And they say that they love Jesus. The way that our faith works is we hear the word of God. It comes in, we believe it, and then out of the abundance of the heart, we speak what we believe. But we say that we want breakthrough in areas, and I'm telling you something, it's worked in my life, it's worked in a ton of people's lives, because it's the word, it's truth. We've got to start looking at our words, that no matter what the situation is, no matter where we are, that what is the final judge, what is the final thing that we believe God for? What is in the word? Did he say, let the weak say that they are weaker? No, that they're, what? There's a few people that know the word in here. Let the weak say that I am strong. Let the poor say that you know, they've got a raise. No, that you're rich. I could go into it, but that doesn't mean just, well, we're rich in the spirit. No, it means what you think it means. It means that we're fully supplied for. Now, see, here's the thing. People are like, yeah, but, but I don't see that. I know because I've seen it not work because I haven't worked it. We have to come back to a place where the word of God, there's plenty of guys out there that want to preach and say, this is what the word says, but God didn't mean that. This is what he really meant. And they want to try to break it down into three different types of translation so that it can make it that the word doesn't say what it really means. The word God came and sent Jesus so that you could prosper, so that you could be in health. But also as your soul prospers, he wanted, what I say, Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. When Christ is in you and you start accessing that by believing it and you speak that, there is something in such power. What does the what's Proverbs also say? That as a man thinketh, so is he. What do you th Are you thinking defeat? Are you thinking trials? Are you thinking all the things that have come against you? Well, sometimes, folks, we've just left an open door because we've not picked up the sword. We're getting our butts kicked because we're in a battle with darkness, and we don't have any weapons. We do, but we haven't picked them up, which is the sword of the Lord, which is his word, and start speaking it. Now, over in Luke 138, it's Christmas time. We're getting into that. Go over to Luke 138. Hallelujah. I know this is quick, but I just wanted to, Pastor Jeremy opened it up to me, and I was like, okay, and I just felt like I was supposed to do this. Even if it's for one person, the word of God can change your life. It can absolutely change your life if you want it to. Hallelujah. And Mary said, and it said, behold the handmaid. This is after the, the angel had come, starting the whole Christmas story, saying that she was going to be the mother of Jesus. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Wouldn't, they, wouldn't Mary had an awesome ability and every right to go, yo, I'm like 12, I'm like 13, I'm going to be the mother of the Messiah? Are you smoking something? How is that? No, she didn't do that. She said, you know what? Be it unto me according to thy word. 
This is the lap, one of the places I want to kind of tell you a story, and uh, we're done. Go over to Mark. This is famous. Mark 11. Let's kind of put Mark 11, 23, and 24. Now, at the end of 22, it says, have faith in God. But see, that's not, not, King James really didn't do a great translation right there. The real translation in the Greek is, have the God kind of faith. When you look around and you see all these beautiful fields, or you see, if you've been out to California and seen Yosemite, or if you've seen Yellowstone, or if you've seen Canada, I mean, gosh, or just this whole in the United States, or this world, the beauty, how amazing it is, or even we lived right where the solar eclipse happened completely, totally, uh, over in, in Aiken, South Carolina, and when the eclipse came, it, it looked like something out of um, Avengers. I mean, it was just like there was a hole in the sky. It just looked like there was a hole in the sky. I was like, man, and then all the crickets started chirping. It went back to like the, the cows started laying down. They thought that it was early dawn or going into nighttime. It was just crazy. All of that was produced by God speaking and declaring from himself. But it says, have the God kind of faith. Now, when you were saved, not everybody has this, but when you were saved, there was a measure of faith that was put on the inside of each and every one of you. And then you had the ability, because faith cometh by what? Hearing. Not by Fox, not by CNN, not by Rush Limbaugh, even though I love Rush. I have to turn that stuff off, because I'm very political. I'm very political. I've got no problem talking. But you know what? I find out that when I listen to too much talk radio, I go into a realm that is more battling than it is in love. And then I find out, yeah, you got to stand up for things, but yeah, we got to love everybody at the same time. So I find out, what do I need to listen to? I got to listen to the word. You got to listen to some anointed preaching. You got to constantly uh, be, be getting something in your spirit because your faith grows as it listens and hears. And then you're able to tap into more of what is already yours. See, here's, here's where speaking in the word of faith has gone awry. There's people that have built their faith, built their faith, built their faith, built their faith, and believe God. I'll tell you this. My son is a huge football fan. He's awesome at it. We went to a football camp the other day, and, a, and one of the coaches from Clemson came over to him and went, uh, here's my card. He's 13. When he gets, can we just track him? I was just like, yeah, you sure can. Max, his whole room, Jalen Smith, Desmond Brown. I mean, he wakes up in the morning going, I mean, he loves him. The ex. I mean, he loves his whole room, Dallas Cowboys. He loves that. But on his door to get into his room is a picture of a man that you would not recognize, and it's a picture from the 1800s, and it is a, it is a man named George Mueller. And people have asked, who in the world is on his door? That's George Mueller. George Mueller was the founder of the Bristol Orphanage in England. And he had no church. He had no support. He had nothing of people. People would even try to say, hey, we want to give you money every month. And he goes, that would damage my faith. I need to believe God. That was how God dealt with him. 2,500 orphans. Sometimes the orphans would sit down and they did not know where the food was coming from. When they were sitting down, he said, okay, let's all pray. Let's all believe God. Let's receive from the Lord. And inevitably, some wagon would break down. 
that was taking milk and butter and biscuits and all kinds of things would break down right outside the orphanage. And because they didn't have refrigeration, they were like, we've got to dump this stuff quicker. It's going to go bad. Knock, knock, knock on, the br- on this door that, yeah, we need, yeah, well, bre- hey, just right in time. Breakfast arrived, folks. Buildings. He believed God in the 1800s for equivalent of $7.5 million. The buildings are still there. You can go, they're actually housing complexes now. That's how beautiful the buildings were. And then there's a museum there. It would be comparable to believing God for 45 to $50 million now. He said, when I first started, I couldn't believe God for a dollar. But he said, as I worked my faith, as I spoke the word of God, as I prayed and did what I was supposed to do and exercised my faith, he goes, I, can, I was able to believe God for a million dollars. No problem. When we had a need, I believed God for a million dollars, and it would come in. It says the blessing of the Lord makes rich. It makes rich, and, he has, and adds no sorrow. I've been around people that have made money in the world, and man, some just, they're no fun to be around. You're like, how do you look like you got everything? I've, I've hung with them. I've been with them. I've sung around somebody. And it's like, why aren't you happy? Amen. Now, I want to tell you a story. Let me take you over to Genesis 24. Go over there real quick. I'm going to tell you a story, and then I'm going to give it back over to Pastor Jeremy because he's been very kind to me today. Is anybody getting anything out of this? Okay, good. Genesis 24. That is the story of Abraham sending Eleazar, his servant, out to go find a wife for Isaac. And down, see, 24, I think it's verse 10. And the servant took ten camels and the camels of his master and departed, for all the goods of his master were in his hand, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia and the city of Nabor. Now, back in, uh, back in 2012, my wife and I, and this is kind of funny, it's not hooky spooky, but I, I believe the Holy Spirit's able to deal. And I'm saying this for you because this is, just something that um, the Lord put on me for pastor today and for this congregation. And I was coming over here to pray. I was praying on my way over here, and the Lord started dealing with me about the finances of this ministry and about the church and that he wanted to multiply you guys, and he wanted to bless you. I'm sorry. He wants you broke, but you're not able to do anything. Johnny needs a new bike. Well, here's a steering wheel. You know, no, he, he wants to bless you. And this came on me back in 2012. Anybody have kids that like to come in? They're little kids. They like to come in your room and sleep with you. And then you have to get up and go to their room so that you can possibly get a night's sleep after. Well, my wife, this would happen to my wife and I. This happened to my wife and I back in 2012. And we went into my daughter's room and all the kids were asleep. And we were praying. And we were just having a good time. We were praying. It was one of those times that it was just... You ever had one of those times, just the Lord comes in and just deals and moves. And I'm sitting there against my daughter's bed, and I'm being honest with you, about 12 to maybe 18 inches high, little camels started walking out from the hallway into my son's room, into my daughter's room, passed in front of me, and I was like, my wife, I said, do you see this? She goes, no, babe, I don't see it. (laughs) I said, the pizza must have been bad, because I was and, and the, the, the camels were draped in gold, and they were gorgeous, and it was just beautiful. All the stuff that was on them, it was going away, going away, going away, and I had no idea. I just found this out just a few weeks ago when I was doing some television down in South Carolina, 
I walked out of the, walked into the TV studio, and um, we did the show, and then they said, Tim, can we take you to lunch? I said, sure. So I'm walking out, and I turn around, and I look up, and literally a painting that is as big as this New Life Church sign right here is hanging up on a wall. And if you want to see it, I'll show it to you because it's on the cover of my iPad. It was the exact picture of what I saw in my son's room of the camels are coming. Now, they said when that painting was painted by a guy, it was back in 2012, which I guess in the Jewish calendar, it was the year, this is when the guy chose it, it was the year of the camels. And I had no, so I'm freaking out. I'm looking at that, I go, that's amazing, that's wild. I start saying, then they came out and they had this painting that was about this big by this big, and it was beautifully uh, bordered and, and, and mounted and everything, and they were selling it for $500 in their gift shop. And the, the owner of the studio came over and just said, here, you had the vision, this is yours. <laughs> just gave it to me. And I was like, Took it in, my wife, and she goes, why in the world are we going to hang that? I said, I don't care. You put it on the floor. Camels are coming. The camels are coming. And this is what I wanted to speak over you. Abraham loaded up a ton of wealth on camels to come to get and to provide for the bride that he was looking for Isaac. Can I tell you today that you are that bride? God is preparing a bride and it's not a bride that's broken and tattered and torn. It is a bride that is wealthy and blessed to be able to take the gospel to this world. And yes, to be able to have some fun at the same time and provide for your family. And to be more, because I could go on and stuff, but the Lord, and see, the best thing about this is, is if you look at me and you're like bored stiff, I don't really care. Lose out. Because you have the ability, according to the word, to go, I don't believe that. Fine. I don't care. It's the word. So if you measure it back to yourself, I receive every bit of that today for me and my family that God is bringing and changing my situation because I, according to Galatians, I am in Christ. Christ is in me. And we are heirs according to the promise and of Christ was Abraham's seed, and we are in Christ, and every blessing that was meant for Abraham is meant for us today. We have to walk in it. So for the sake of time, how many people receive that right now? You just receive it from it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's pray over it. Father, just close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Father, for being able to sing a little bit, but I thank you, Father, for the man of God that released me to be able to share this, because this is so important. This will change people's lives. Father, I thank you, Lord, that the camels are coming. I thank you, Lord, that provision, Father, is coming for your people. Lord, I pray, Lord, that as they tithe and as they give and as they do the things that the Bible obviously declares to be done, may they be blessed according to their giving. Lord, may you destroy any kind of debt in their life. May you destroy any curses. May Deuteronomy 28, absolutely, the first 15 verses, may it just come alive. May they be blessed going in, be blessed coming out. May they be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. May their basket overflow. Lord, in the area of health, I thank you, Lord, that they are whole, that they are well. I thank you, Lord, for blood pressures being made normal. Because, Lord, it doesn't make any sense to have a bunch of money and, and have no health. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that according to, to uh, 3 John 2, that you want us to be prospered and to be in health as our soul prospers. So today, as we receive that word, our faith grows. We prosper on the inside. Our faith grows so that we can lay hold of the word and receive what you have for us today. 
we give it all the praise. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' matchless name, amen. Um, my Christmas CD doesn't come out until next week. If you want one, uh, talk to me. And uh, what I'll do is if there's several people that, that want a Christmas CD, I'll just send all of them to you, and then they can pick them up at church. Is that cool? Um, and then every CD, I've got uh, a new CD that's coming out. I've got, but the one that I have with me today, just on me. I'm just going to give them away for five bucks. These are just some, if you want one, there's a stocking stuffer or a ninja star. If you need a coaster for your coffee, whatever you need, $5 back there. And it's just to help us work and pay for gas when we came up here. Amen. I mean, it's already paid for. We're blessed. But I want to bless you guys today. Amen. You know, I, I, was, I was preaching this message the other day and uh, uh, on TV. And the, the, the TV station came to me and they said, will, will you do this on TV and help us? You know, with, and I said, I said, if you're going to beg for money, I don't want anything to do with it. If you're going to go, we're going to go off the air and let you do something, then you're not connected to the God that I'm connected to. You have no clue what you're talking about, and I'm not going to be a part of it. However, if we can teach the word and seed time and harvest and the thing that has blessed people for countless centuries that will op actually operate in it, then yeah. And they were like, cool, we'll do it. <laughs> we got on there, and man, telephones started ringing, telephones started ringing, tel and they were just like, we haven't seen the phones ring like this in years. And I go, it's nothing to do with me. It has to do everything with the word of God. Because when the word, and I wasn't getting anything out of it, it's like when the word of God is sown and people are able to take it by faith and receive it, they go, wait a minute, wait a minute, God wants me in health? Well, awesome. If Jesus could not do a mighty work because of certain people's unbelief, what do you think that I'm going to do? So a lot of times we go into meetings, I, I do nothing but spend the first little bit trying to get people's faith from the floor up to here. Because that's the only way. I get ready to pray over somebody. And I said, do you believe God can heal you? Well, I sure hope so. Okay, next. When you get out of hope and you get into knowing, let me know. And then we'll agree. But my prayer will do nothing for you. When you're just, well, I hope so. That's, that's, that's not what it is. Well, I hope so. No, it's my God shall supply all of my needs. What are your needs? You need healing. It's not just finances. Amen? So receive that. Get ready to go into the next year victorious. I'm not bringing this today because I think that God's not going to do something for you. I know what he said to me on the way over here. I already prayed with him in the back office. Jesus is wanting to, he's already blessing this place. But there's more because he's called you to do more. He's called you to do more. And plus, Proverbs 28, 27 says that if you take care of the poor, you will never lack any good thing. That's a pretty good promise. So every time that I bless somebody, it doesn't matter. And I guys probably will just take it and go get a drink. Well, it's between him and God. If God tells me to give something to him, I've done my job. It says that if I take care of the poor, it's like lending to the Lord. I like making collect calls to the Lord. Hey, I've been giving to the poor. You owe me a debt. It's good money. And you know what he does? He pays me because faith. Faith in the word. So I've changed everything. When you give in the bucket to the little Santa Claus, he that, he that blesses the poor will never lack any good thing. Use the word. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for new life. And I thank you, Lord, that they are blessed in their health, 
they're blessed in their wealth, that they are blessed, Lord, for people, Lord, that need homes. I pray that you provide the homes. For those that need cars, I pray that you provide cars, new cars. Lord, at, Lord, as we extend our faith, Lord, you are full. You own the cattle on a thousand hills. It says that you own all the silver and the gold. And, Lord, that's what's happening right now is that you are shaking this world upside down by the ankles so that you can get your money out of it. <laughs> I thank you, Lord. Your people aren't touched in Jesus' name. We live in spiritual Goshen. I'll let your pastor teach you on that one, but we live in spiritual Goshen. In the name of Jesus, and we declare it. Everybody say, so be it. Amen. Pastor. Pastor.